0: Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a belly-up sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how are you doing?
2: Doing good, LJ. First episode t- back together. Since the All-Star break, games got back underway yesterday, which was Thursday, it is now, well, I guess very early Saturday morning, 12.24 a.m. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. We, I guess um, we should start with a result from a game tonight that um, just based on the score alone deserves um, a few minutes.
0: The Yankees beat the Orioles seven to six.
2: Okay, LJ. Thank you. Thank you for letting us know what the Yankees did tonight. But I'm afraid we're going to The Marlins
0: beat the Pirates (laughs) eight to one.
2: We're gonna be talking about the Cubs beat the Phillies 15 to 2. Oh, we're close. LJ, what if I told you your Boston Red Sox? Or I should say sorry wrong sport I, I i can't believe i actually missed uh called him the wrong name the new england patriots lost to the toronto argonauts tonight um 28 to 5 um yeah you know toronto had those four touchdowns and they got a two-point conversion um for the last or no it is just four touchdowns yeah it's four or, touchdowns,
0: what you're thinking is a safety and a field, field goal for the which past. is what
2: which is what the patriots did tonight um But yeah, in all seriousness, the Red Sox lose twenty eight to five, Um, and one of uh, you know it, it all went downhill when another yet another Red Sox could not find the ball in the lights at Fenway Park. LJ, is this a problem with 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 the ballpark that consistently, year after year, players have problems catching the ball in the outfield, because it happens a little too much, I feel.
0: Do you think so?
2: Yes. It happened twice tonight. It happened three times in that series against the Yankees a few weeks ago. And I can remember back to a Sunday night baseball game at the end of the 2021 season where Joey Gallo dropped a pop-up, Bobby Dahlbeck dropped a pop-up, DJ LeMahieu dropped a pop-up, Happens a lot in Boston, and Jaron Duran drops a pop up tonight, and Rymal Tapia gets an inside the park grand slam.
0: Um, well, part of it is them putting incompetence out there defensively. I mean, that was the that I'm gonna I'm gonna fully blame last year's stuff squarely on the players.
2: Especially seeing on Bobby Dahlbeck playing his position of first base.
0: Well, I was actually going to reference the other two pop-ups dropped by Kyle Schwarber at first base.
2: But <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Let's talk about Kyle Schwarber, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I was there for one of them. It, it just it wasn't the prettiest sight. But no, they have an obsession with getting as many infielders into the game as possible over the last couple of years. And so with that, you kind of have to take the uh, bad with the bad, I guess we would say.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. When did the Red Sox get Yomer Sanchez?
0: When did the Red Sox get Yomer Sanchez? No, that's a uh, that's a very recent call up. Um, okay, because no, so I was no, gonna say
2: like I remember this guy on the White Sox forever, and yeah, this yeah.
0: happened yesterday. That was that was one of us.
2: Oh, yesterday, nice. Uh, well, his first game with the Red Sox was entertaining. Um, he got to he pitch. He was,
0: all, he was almost. He was probably the second best player in this game. or third best player in this game.
2: He got to pitch. Let's
0: um, let's give uh, credit where credit's due here. Um, Christian Vasquez, best player in
2: this game. Christian Vasquez, three for four with two RBIs um two home runs <laughs> all right lord is guriel jr uh, six for seven with five rbis
0: yeah but he was going up against the red sox bullpen and doesn't count
2: but okay so for player of the week for, or for our team of the week next week lord is guriel's already got a huge jump start here six for seven and five rbis and three runs scored is quite the jump start
0: Um, Let's check.
2: No homers, though. Well, I mean, because, you know, because we do it every Thursday. So, for the first day, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, my question, though, is what are we looking at in terms of the usual defense for for Lourdes Gurriel? Because him putting up Mickey Mouse runs against the Red Sox bullpen is not going to get me all that excited, especially when he's a clear minus in the outfield.
2: Well, we still have quite a few games going right now, actually. Colorado and the Brewers heading to bottom 11 in Milwaukee. Giants and Dodgers are tied 1-1 going to the bottom of the seventh. If you got to watch any of last night's Giants and Dodgers game, very entertaining. The Dodgers um, just an ultimate choke job, which they end up coming back to win. They give up a grand slam in the seventh, um, and then – in the eighth, Mookie Betts comes through with a three-run homer. Of course, he does. They retake the lead and um, they win. But yeah, I, I don't really think anything else. The Yankees win. They beat the Orioles. I was at work. I didn't see any of the game. Saw Judge went yard twice. Michael King, though, biggest story um, from this game. He is. He did suffer a fractured elbow expected to miss the rest of the season for the Yankees and this is the biggest loss our bullpen could have managed um Mike King still sitting at 1.7 war for the season that's more than Clay Holmes has had this year guy has single-handedly won us quite a few games and to see him take the loss on Thursday and now broken elbow the next night out um really really hurts and i'm so sad for the guy because he was having just an unbelievable start to the year and a huge piece now out of the yankees bullpen you know this is a yankees bullpen that is now really beat up uh miguel castro been out for two weeks now with this strange shoulder no idea what's good with him Luis severino who's How been shoulder he's been Luis severino uh, out of the starting rotation, he strained a lat muscle. We don't know what's good with him. Not you his lat. <laughs> you lose Chad Green for the year. Tommy John surgery. We do know what's good with him. Um, and that's his 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 other uh, shoulder. <laughs> um Ramar Nacho, a guy who at one point was a top three.
0: You're really, really scratching. Scratch At one nose point nose, was nose.
2: a top three for a few weeks was a top arm out of our bullpen as a, um as a righty. He's got this shoulder inflammation thing going on from the start of this month. We're, we're really struggling here. And now you add Mike King to that. You add the fact that Johnny lasagna. Uh, uh I really hope 2021 wasn't a one year wonder thing for him but you know you look at the innings pitched and I I keep trying to give him the the benefit of the doubt like oh you know he hasn't thrown that many innings yet he'll slowly work into it like we're sitting at 19 innings now and it's it's just not the same Johnny Lauise ago from 2021 I'm afraid to say so there's that Arawlis Chapman is no longer Arawlis Chapman. The Yankees bullpen, all I'm trying to say, the Yankees pitching staff, Yankees bullpen is falling apart right now, like fully falling apart. And they need to trade for one pitcher because, boy, we are decimated from where we were gone. a month ago. It, no, just at least one. Like, we just need an arm, someone, because this is
0: you, you, all you the depth we had is gone. Um, yeah, I'm questioning how deep you really were. If you'd say all your depth is gone, you clearly haven't lived the life of a lot of other teams here, particularly let's start with the Red Sox because you keep, you're really, really stretching to make this case that this is the one of the most injured teams out there. No, 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 no. I'm not saying the most, There there are teams out there that have two starters two two. Everyday players and six starting pitchers, as well as one of their top three bullpen arms, all in the I. L.
2: No, look, I get Tampa and I get Boston are like absolutely just Screw murdered. It. But what I'll say about Chris Sale, if he didn't give up that, that awesome. if he didn't give up that 110 or whatever mile an hour line drive, if he would have made a better pitch to Aaron Hicks, we aren't talking about his broken finger.
0: That is right. no, a no. ruthless way you could have gone about that.
2: Well, it was pretty ruthless what Chris Sale did after the Yankees triple A team tagged him.
0: Um I can't argue with that one. Yeah.
2: It was, you know, that's the one part where I know that you are reasonable when it comes to the red sox and that's chris sale destroying the triple a clubhouse just like because that was
0: just so unnecessary just because you're good just because your competitor does not give you this free pass to be a douche
2: but lj if you want us to compete at the top level you know you have to expect us to not always have our emotions in check
0: no you're an adult i'm expecting you to always have your emotions in check
2: you can mentally like without showing anything physical you can be very upset yeah i don't know i I
0: draw the line at i draw a line in the sand between high school and college and then the, the actual line is between college like 22 on really probably 20 on like there's that gray area where i'm gonna expect that you're gonna know certain things like when that Kansas guy tried to hit the other guy with a chair in basketball a couple of years ago, oh, I expect that, was you to understand,
2: that was something I
0: understand. I expect you to understand that that is not okay under any circumstances. Once, once you're in the pros, once you're 20, 22, you need to, you need to be better. Well, but to wrap up the Red Sox here, um,
2: The Patriots tonight.
0: The Patriots tonight. Um, Look, one of their best players, pitchers, one of their only healthy pitchers, had his worst outing in four years. They proceeded to check out both offensively and on the pitching side, as they did not put in a single good pitcher for the rest of that game. So, really, what did you expect at this point? I'm resigned to my fate there, and – at the end of the day, um, my buddy Zach commented on um, Nico, and I went live on the Big Three radio uh, account an hour or two ago. He commented and probably put put it best: the Red Sox just got beat so bad that they've turned LJ into a Mets fan.
2: Oh boy! I was able
0: to give a more I was able to give a more spirited defense of the Mets than I was the Red Sox. Where how have things gone this way?
2: It's all about the Mets, baby. Let's go Mets.
0: So, Brandon, there was an all-star game this weekend.
2: Yeah, there was. Um, do we want to start from the beginning of the weekend's festivities and kind of work our way through? Sure. Well, Sunday, right?
0: Because I wanted because I want I wanted my proper rant about Sunday.
2: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It was the last day for games, along with the MLB draft, which always a very exciting um, time of the year for GMs. Oh, well, actually, no, not exciting for GMs. Probably the most stressful time of the year for GMs. <laughs> Literally, you have the draft and then the trade deadline in two, within two weeks of each other. Um, but for fans of teams, you know, be able to see – some of the future here and just to run the these top five picks i think it's amazing i believe all five had a parent play a professional sport or at least professional baseball um jackson holiday the first overall pick son of matt holiday um which very interesting and Jackson holiday, only 18 years old. I'm actually older than him by almost two years. That is so scary. What, how are athletes this much younger than me? Um, yeah, Jackson holiday first overall pick to the Orioles. Second overall pick is drew Jones. Um, son of Andrew Jones, uh, soon to be hall of famer in a few years, once he finally gets the votes he needs. Um, he's also 18 years old, right out of high school, and he was the projected number one pick for a long time. Our good buddy Kumar Rocker is the third pick going to the Rangers as Drew Jones went to the Diamondbacks. Kumar Rocker, third pick. Um, so selected in the first round for the second year in a row, didn't sign with the Mets last year over that whole, Arm MRI thing prior to the draft, but does sign with the Rangers, gets to play with his teammate, Jack Lighter, who was their first round pick last year.
0: Yeah. And you know, think about that too. How happy do you have to be if you're the Rangers? I feel very comfortable saying that in their situation, being so close to the front of that draft, they knew all too well they were going to have an opportunity to go out and probably get the pitcher of their choice. And so they had to decide between these two great pitchers that had so so many close ties ultimately the medicals last year and everything that was up with him ended up making the decision pretty easy for them but they didn't end up having to make a decision at all which is the best part It's amazing
2: um and kumar rocker's father is tracy rocker who is right now the defensive line coach for the philadelphia eagles so and a former NFL player in the College Football Hall of Fame as well. He certainly got a track record there. Um, and fourth pick is Termar Johnson, second baseman. He's born in June 2004, LJ. Two years. That's 27 months after I was born. How? How? How does this make sense? Termar Johnson. Um fourth overall pick he's been really good, a very highly tied prospect for quite a while as well, and rounding out number five is Elijah Green to the nationals out of i m g academy. but um you know, I think we should mention this thing with Jackson Holiday, how it he didn't really come out of nowhere, but a kid who, like a month ago wasn't the projected first overall pick was maybe a top ten pick. But within the last month, gained a ton of hype prior to the draft. And, you know, good for the Orioles for going after a shortstop here. They're really looking for anything that they can, um, you know, any position. And I don't blame them for not going after a guy like Kumar Rocker with the first pick. I know that probably would have been a little maybe out of the ballpark to go for a guy like Rocker with the first pick, but to go with jackson holiday or even drew jones um you're just looking for another uh cornerstone hitter which you know you already hit on adley rutschman um you've got some other guys who are young that are coming up too so um
0: and you know yeah. it's called a cornerstone for a reason like th- there's a reason you build your team around the position players rather than the pitchers because they don't come around as often mm. so being able to see that they're getting these priorities in place, especially seeing this is a team that has not had a good track record on getting the most out of their pitching. Realistically, are we going to get three good pitchers on the Orioles at the same time? I find that highly unlikely. So ultimately this is the best course of action is to keep going. And theoretically, if you were to hit on all of these guys that just makes things even easier for you, right?
2: Yeah, I, I would say that the Orioles still have three good pitchers, but they'll be good for other teams once they get rid of them, like Jake Arrieta and Kevin Gosman and Alex Cobb.
0: I don't know. look, I, I don't know. Maybe oh. I'm over overlooking at him, i really I really like what I've seen out of Grayson Rodriguez. You know, once oh no no out. no! I'm saying. I, th- I think I like is him a the lot. The type of guy who's going to be able to rise up above all the crap that happens in Baltimore, all the ways they go out and eighty grade early.
2: change up potentially for for him. It's 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 ridiculous.
0: It's insane, and it's like you know, yes, because they haven't changed the way they do things in an eternity. The Orioles kill their pitching staff and kill their pitchers, but. You've got a guy who's way too talented for that to be a factor in Grayson Rodriguez. And you have a guy who actually somehow is the perfect scheme fit for you and John Means eventually getting healthy again. So, yeah, other than those two, I don't see anyone being long-term successful on this team.
2: Well, LJ, out of the draft, um, was there any other picks that you were really surprised by? I know we were – that you wanted to talk about. I certainly – very happy to see Kumar Rocker go um, to the Rangers. Just absolutely love that. Gets to reunite with Jack Leiter, his f- former Vanderbilt teammate. Uh, LJ, you did get to see Kumar Rocker a few times when he pitched for the Valley Cats. Um, was pretty filthy, to say the yeah. least.
0: This guy's stuff, again, is as real as it gets, and he'll have a good career. Other than that, yeah, no, that was the really the yeah, main player I was looking for coming out of this draft.
2: And um, I'm, I'm, LJ, not trying to put you on the spot or anything, but any sort of insight into the Red Sox first round pick, Mikey Romero?
0: It's been a very long week. I, I haven't even gotten a chance to look too much far in here.
2: Well... That's why he was picked 24th overall. You know, when when your team makes the playoffs, this is something that you're not as concerned about. Spencer Jones was the Yankees' first round pick at 25 overall, outfielder out of Vanderbilt, um, guy who's 21 years old, and is huge. He's six foot seven. Um, you know, where have we seen big outfielders before? Oh, it's not like we have Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge and Joey Gallo just roaming our outfield. So from what I've read, Spencer Jones, light tower power. um, Just, you know, if you're, if you were at Vanderbilt um, and you made first team all SEC, you're doing something right. So yeah, I, I trust the, the hit tool is there. Hopefully he can develop somewhat quickly, but I saw something that, you know, since the Yankees, are so used to dealing with these big bodied outfielders, these huge stature guys. They felt that they could um, develop Spencer Jones a lot easier than some of the other guys, just because they have so much experience um, with the tall outfielders. So yeah, so it's not even to... just
0: developing him really. It's a lot about the way you train him, right? Because, mm. you know, I'm sure there's a lot of things both Stanton and judge have missed quite a bit of time since, they both got to New York. I'm sure looking back at it, that whole organization can easily say, we wish we'd done this. We wish we'd known this. And we feel like this is clearly working for them now. So it probably would have been a lot more helpful years ago. This is that perfect op- opportunity for them to correct some of those types of mistakes.
2: That's cool. One last pick um, I wanted to bring up. Ivan Melendez, the Hispanic Titanic from uh, the University of Texas. LJ, not sure if you saw what the story is with him. Um, He chose to return to Texas for his junior year after getting drafted last year. Um, This year, hits 387. Pretty good. Yeah. Okay. 96 hits, 94 RBIs, and then... 32 home runs across the college season that not only broke the Texas school record, but it broke Chris Bryant's national home run record um, since the BB Corps bats got introduced to college back in 2011. Um, wow. He won the golden spikes award, which is given to the top college baseball player. And this guy gets picked. In the second round by the Diamondbacks at pick 43. So the Diamondbacks not only get Drew Jones, who has been one of the highest touted outfield prospects in a minute, but also they get the Hispanic Titanic Ivan Melendez, who's hit some absolute bombs. You could have your nice little one two punch duo there in a few years between Ivan Melendez. Um, Drew Jones, you know, you've thrown some other guys. LJ loves Alec Thomas. Um, maybe something looking up for the Diamondbacks. And their rotation was all right to start the year. There's been a few positive things for sure to take away from Arizona.
0: No matter how you look at it, the uh, that rotation has potential.
2: And, um draft picks they have until august 1st at 5 p.m to sign with their teams but
0: all right we want to move on to the next level of prospects we've got the futures game i really only had one thing to talk about here
1: um, <laughs> oh
2: boy i know i think i know what this is gonna be you know where
0: i'm going um Let's talk about St. Louis Cardinals prospect Mason Wynn and how he's ruining baseball.
2: LJ is just not. He's he's not looking to see impressive things on his screen anymore.
0: Not looking to, I'm looking for sustainability in my impression. He doesn't
2: want to see cool plays, guys.
0: All right. So basically, to make a long story short, Mason Wynn in the Futures game gets a ball ball at shortstop, throws it a hundred. miles an hour across the diamond very impressive play not trying to argue that What I worry about is the optics of this, the situation of this, and the precedent that it is going to set. This man, you can't tell me that he wouldn't have been fine if he'd thrown at 98. Like, this was ridiculous—it's a ridiculous throw. However, it's also ridiculous that he felt he had to make this all-out max effort in this prospects game, he was clearly trying to show off, show that arm, and that can get into some very uh, sketchy territory. I think, really, starting with O'Neill Cruz having that one in his, that thrown in his debut, you're going to see more and more guys in the infield trying to say, "Oh, look at my arm!" Because having a huge arm in the infield is the new big thing, and that's that's only going to lead to more injuries. Am I wrong? I mean, you're these guys these kids especially are going to start overthrowing in the infield it's going to make for worse baseball it's going to make for worse injuries to guys who wouldn't even normally have those issues
2: you're not wrong with that but i don't see how this is some prospect's fault did,
0: it, did, it, did he or did he not throw the ball
2: so he so now anytime you throw the ball across the field you got to think about all this
0: You just have to not think about it. Like You can't tell me in your head. What percent percent chance do you give it that he thought about how hard he was going to throw that ball?
2: It's the future's game. game." It's the future's game. You've got more scouts watching you than probably ever before for one particular game. Yeah, he's... He he very easily might have said, let me just whip this across the field. But LJ, I'll have you know
0: 95%. I'll
2: have you know if you're gonna put the blame on someone here, I think we need to go much further. No, no, much further beyond O'Neal Cruz. No, it's not even a player that I'm gonna put the blame on here. I'm I'm taking a different route. LJ, do you know what prep baseball report is? (laughs) Do you know what Prep Baseball Report is, PBR? PBR hosts events around the country for high school baseball players. Um, They host showcases where you go, you field grounders, um, and you hit in the cage. And they have all these cool things there that show you your exit velocity, your launch angle. Um, And another thing that they do when you're taking grounders, is they have someone with a radar gun standing behind first, the first baseman to see how hard you throw the ball across the infield. Now, when they, what they do with that is you go on to any player who's going gone one of these showcases, you go on their profile online, and it shows exit velocity, um, 95 miles an hour, infield arm velocity, and it shows it right there. There's no video or anything to back up how fast this is. It's just the guy with the radar gun writing it down. So if you're a player and you know that there's no video that anyone's ever going to see of how you got to this number, is it not in your best interest just whip it across the infield as hard as you can?
0: You're correct. This is a completely different situation, though and here's why. This is Mason Wynn. This is a top 100 prospect. This is a guy who was asked to come to the Futures game. That means he is one of the select few that baseball deems as the future of the game. He has proven himself enough at this point already. He is on track to go to the majors. Furthermore, whether he goes to the majors or not, him throwing at 100 miles an hour is not going to garner him any more money than it would if he didn't do it. He's already in the system. He already has the contract. He's already on that fast track in that pipeline. He's already a decorated prospect. There's nothing more to gain from looking at measurables like this if you're Mason Wynn.
2: No. So you're not getting a right.
0: faster. You're not getting any signing bonus. That's already gone. That's the difference between the guys at PBR events and a guy in the futures game.
2: Well, let's spend the next just a few minutes or so. Not long. Cause there's not much to talk about, um, home run derby and all-star game much more time on the home run derby than the all-star game. Um, yeah. Juan Soto wins the home run derby. Julio Rodriguez puts on an absolute show. Um, for the people that are like, oh, well, Julio Rodriguez hit 80 home runs and Soto only hit however many. Yeah, well, also Julio Rodriguez was going first for, mo- for his two rounds that, that where he hit 30-something. And Soto, I believe in all three rounds, went second, which means he only had to match however much the person in first had.
0: And remind me, what decided the bracket this year?
2: It's total home runs is the seeding
0: from That's from what, this
2: season or from last from, season? from this season, okay? Yeah. Which is why Schwarber got the one seed. And then, okay, let's talk about that. Kyle Schwarber, what just, the
0: heck happened?
2: What the heck happened? Apple Pools is going out there thinking that there's no chance, they're hugging him during his timeout. He comes off the field. It's like, all right, Schwarber's only got to hit, like, 12 or whatever. It wasn't that many. It, it had to be, like, maybe 15 at the most Schwarber needed. And we're like, all right, like, nice for Albert. You know, we gave him his nice little run here. And then we're watching Schwarber hit, and we're like, oh, like, this is, this is interesting now. Like, this, there's something here. Now, all of a sudden, Schwarber ties it up and we go to a swing-off, and at that point, you knew that Pujols was going to win. You can't hype the guy up, hug him after you think it's over, and now it's like, oh, we're going back out there because the other guy couldn't come through. We all knew Pujols was going to win, but boy, Kyle Schwarber.
0: though, we thought Pujols was going to win. I never expected like this. Not in
2: a a swing-off.
0: No, but like even I would have thought if he was going to do it, it was going to be because whoever he was going up against ends up being Kyle Schwarber would lay a rollover for him because it's his last time through. Kyle Schwarber went up there fully intending to win that matchup and just had nothing in the tank that day. It was one of the most jarring performances I've ever seen because this guy usually owns this type of thing.
2: LJ, one thing that, personally, I'm not the one saying this, but not only my mom, but a few other people who do not tune into baseball nearly as much as me and you do said this to me, Pete Alonzo was taking it way too serious.
0: The rest aren't taking it seriously enough.
2: Are deadlifts necessary, LJ? Are deadlifts necessary?
0: Yes. They're more necessary than throwing at 100 100 and a half miles an hour.
2: LJ, I just, I mean, you might have to talk to Mama Joy after this on what she thinks. Because, I mean, look, I know you love Pete Alonso, you like watching him in the home run derby. You really think that it's that what he's doing is fine?
0: I have no issue with it. I think it's fun. Honestly, having a guy take it, season. he's
2: not having fun. He's not having fun. fun for at all. me. all the other guys are having guy, fun.
0: The best part of this sport is the home run derby.
2: But the other seven players are having fun. And one and of I the ones fun. who is having fun actually but won. I had
0: fun because P. Lanza wasn't having fun. And that I respected him for. Either way, though, it's proven, he has proven that this stuff works. This isn't the first time he was doing this. He was pulling similar stuff all last year.
2: And then he he ran into a 21-year-old who was just like, hey, let's go have some fun and hit some bombs out there.
0: Honestly. And it's like, you know, it's clear that him taking it seriously helps him i'm all for that
2: yeah like that's most like that's that's what i was trying to explain to my mom it's like he do, he does that so to so that he can win like he's not trying to put on a show for us at least i don't think because if he is then that's just like way no
0: because well, if point. he was putting on a show he would have cut it because the thing i noticed is he was uncomfortable the entire night it was a parent, and I don't know how it—I don't know how you couldn't be uncomfortable if you're Pete Alonzo, as you're trying to be the first. You're trying to be a man named Pete to be the first one to three Pete in the home run derby. Like that is uncharted territory, and for a guy who loves this contest, something he really, really wanted. The pressure was so done with the him.
2: repeat thing. I'm just what? so done. I'm so done with the 3P thing.
0: I honestly I heard a lot of people I heard more people talking about the fact that ESPN did too much coverage of Pete Alonso going into the event than I've heard people complaining about Pete Alonso in the event.
2: I just but, if a guy's named Pete and he's won two things in a row it's just it's so obvious what the what the headline's going to be.
0: Yeah, but
2: it's Pete it's it, it's too cliche.
0: You would miss it if it wasn't there.
2: Like one newspaper, like a few newspapers can do it, but then when everyone's sports section the next morning, three P, three, P, you know, it's it. it's know.
0: A necessary, it's necessary. <laughs> and most of them are just the AP article, anyways, because newspapers can't afford their own sports section. Um, but yeah, my point is he was feeling the pressure right from the beginning, clearly nervous. So at that point, the question is. Even if this has helped you in the past, does taking it so seriously when you're this stressed out, when you're more stressed out about this than you've ever been for this competition before, does it help or hurt you? Would he have been better off, even though it does help him, cutting it this time through just just because of his own nerves? I don't know. At the end of the day, it's probably best to just stick in the routine that worked for you. And we still respect it. We still respect you, Pete. I'm just finding it interesting, this interesting. Brandon, you might have this stat as our stat extraordinaire. When was the last time that the Home Run Derby champion wasn't on a chartered flight?
2: Okay, ready? Uh, I have another thing here. So we've all heard at this point, you know, Soto turns down the $450 million contract and LJ and I are both on this on the bandwagon that he that that's good that he turned it down. Right? We don't need to get more into that. It's good for him. Yep. He's worth more. We can move that. path. we can move past that now. He's not worth thirty million dollars a year. You're telling me he, he is to break worth past
0: more? this threshold where the, the owners want everyone under all of the position players under yeah. thirty million. It's
2: not gonna happen. It's just it's just not, especially with the salary with the. Luxury tax going up year after year, starting, like, after this year. It's not going to happen. It's just not. But, you know, they can try their tricks before they sell the team to, you know, for whatever. But, okay, Soto doesn't get the chartered flight. What about the Oakland A's only all-star, Paul Blackburn, having to ride on the private jet with the Astros because his own team wasn't willing to get him a private flight? From Oakland to Los Angeles.
0: Well, that's just about convenience. Do you really care at that point? Well, well, hold on one Why time. I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry. I, I, I need to see if, the, if that's where the A's were. LJ, it's the fact that they offered him a flight. He said yes. The Houston Astros find out that this guy's going to the All-Star game and doesn't have a private plane to fly on. And they go, oh, just ride ours with all of our all-stars, with Framber and Verlander and Altuve and all these guys. Yeah, just do that. Oakland, shame on you. You're the worst franchise in sports other than the Florida hockey team or the Arizona hockey team. It's awful. No one likes your team. You're 33-62. and 62. You somehow, somehow – Find a way to make yourself more incompetent day after day.
0: On that note, day. the Coyotes need to move to Hartford. Sorry.
2: Yeah, um, bring, bring back a Hartford hockey team.
0: I say um, it time and time again. I'm a very loyal man to my teams. The Bruins are the only team that I support that I would ever leave. And the only condition I leave the Bruins is if the Whalers returned
2: well but john j fisher who owns the um oakland A's, look i don't care that your dad founded gap or whatever it is that his dad that he made all his money from i think that's what it is his dad was the creator of gap like the the store I mean, or,
0: yeah so give give him a give him more respect like
2: oh my god he, he that's inherited. a generation <laughs> kid
0: section Right oh here.
2: yeah, LJ. He in-
0: his gap is like
2: his life has been so hard. He inherited billions of dollars and a sports team. Oh, brutal. I brutal. think you're
0: picking the wrong story here, just because you don't like the A's. Because o- no, o- I am, and it's
2: it's also yes. What's crazier
0: story is? Is the Nationals not offering him a flight?
2: Both teams, if they're
0: pro Morris, if they're pro. After- not not getting him a flight.
2: Yeah, Scott Boris, that was pretty bad.
0: And the Braves telling him he couldn't, that there was no more room in the inn.
2: LJ, I got one even better for you. Um, You know, these players do make a lot of money so including Juan Soto, like I get Paul Blackburn, but Soto is getting 17 million arbitration this year. Couldn't he have just bought his own private flight?
0: Why would he want to pay for that?
2: No, the I know, but if you guy. really LJ, if no, but if it was really that bad that we had to that it's this huge story. Couldn't he have just done it if it was that big of a deal to begin with? Well, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I just think, like, he hasn't made it this a big deal. This story just kind of got out there and people ran with it. So I'm pr- I'm pretty sure he doesn't care.
2: I mean, this is the dude that put his silver slugger. No, this is the guy that propped up his PS4 but put his silver slugger award just lying down on the floor next to it. So, um, <laughs> if that's what you need to know about Juan Soto.
0: Now, are, do we have time before we we've run quite a bit here? Do we have time for my hottest take of the night?
2: Sure. Uh,
0: let's talk about the All-Star game. That's the hot take right there. No, can,
2: I, can I mention one thing before you go off on a rant? Okay. One thing I liked. Yeah. The Jose Trevino, Nestor Cortez, mic'd up thing. Did you see yeah, that?
0: I, I saw bits of that.
2: Very I, cool. I was, I was flipping in
0: and out all night. Um,
2: I watched more of it than I thought I was going to. So
0: Yeah, let's talk about the pro, another pro here. Just the two that can't, that, the mic'd ups across the board were great tonight, that night.
2: The but mic's up, up, like we need more mic'd up in baseball, period. That's all I got to say.
0: Another great one, Otani calling his pitch. Yes, first pitch hits and then gets picked off. You can't have that happen. But
2: that I'll was live great. with it. That was great. It, it was so, great it was fun. Yeah, who um, doesn't like watching Otani versus Kershaw to start the All Star game? Fantastic.
0: Now for the hot take, the hottest of takes. Let me start by saying. I don't care that much that this guy won it. He, he, has, he has a very strong claim to it. Mike Stanton shouldn't have won the MVP.
2: So, That's- Vladdy shouldn't have won it last year.
0: I don't care about last year. All I'm focused on is the fact that Alec Manoa was brilliant.
2: Oh, my. You're going to give it to a Blue Jay?
0: I know. I know. This is, this this is, is
2: unbelievable. Whole,
0: I'm picking in the worst scenarios possible here. I practically hate both of these teams equally.
2: Yeah, but Alec Manoa was pitched. LJ, Alec Manoa wasn't even in line to get the win. He was pitching when the when his team was losing. And he got taken out when his team was losing.
0: At the end of the day, all I can say is this: with the new format and trying to get everyone in, no one is going more than one inning in the All-Star game anymore. He knew that. Oh, I know. He knew that. Everyone knew that. He did everything humanly possible during his limited time he could have possibly been out there, and then some. I think if if we are giving the MVP to the best performance of the night, it should be Alec Manel.
2: I mean, you could say in the 2019 MLB All-Star game when they gave it to Shane Bieber that that was their way of seeing how the public would react to doing that. However, Bieber did pitch a high leverage, very high leverage inning in that game. And it was in his home stadium and his team won. So.
0: Yeah, actually, let me check. I'm going to check that, too, because...
2: Bieber yeah. pitched in, like, the eighth inning in that game and struck out the side, I think. Must have been the seventh inning, maybe.
0: We Manoa still goes out, strikes out Jock Peterson, strikes out Ronald Acuna. I don't
2: know. Oh, no, That's no. My, That's my only
0: thought on the game. Dusty Baker pulls through the AL continues to prove that they are the better league, the best league in baseball.
2: The last time the NL won the all-star game, the Astros were in the national league.
0: Well, let's, let's table this conversation for tomorrow. I'd like to have it, but I'd really like to dive into, why does the legacy of the NL still loom so large over this league? Like the differences of died out like 40 years ago, at least in my eyes. There's no difference.
2: It's the same baseball in both leagues. and
0: And yet, now it's the exact same baseball in both leagues. And yet, the brand names are still twice as large, and it still feels more fun and more special watching National League teams. At least that's my logical thought process from this, because realistically, I always, I think of the NL being the stronger Side, you've got the Braves, you got the Mets, you got the Brewers, you got the Cardinals, you got the Giants, Dodgers, Padres. All of these teams over there, you think it's stacked? And then you look at it, look at situations like this, and consistently, the American League performs.
2: So, it's tough for an All Star game.
0: Are we actually giving fair judgment? Hmm?
2: It's tough to base it like that off an all-star game
0: but we're basing it off 10 all-star games
2: well i got something better well let's just look at the world series the last three are national league
0: the last three are our national league and again I, I think it's open for debate but when we're talking about who has the best of the best talent this is where you're going to see that
2: oh yeah no like i would like if i had to take a starting lineup i'm taking that nl starting lineup for sure Interesting. I think top to bottom, one through nine, it's better. They might not have the superstars that the AL had, but... Or are um, we
0: talking about fully healthy or... Either way, this is... We're, yeah, this we're, is we're dumb. Over. This
2: is dumb. Look, the I'll say All-Star game, they're, they're, they're trying to get everyone involved. They're trying to get people to watch the game.
0: If they wanted people to watch the game, they'd give the home home field advantage back
2: to the all-star game. They would, but then they'd have, if they, all right, last thing and then we'll end the episode. If they bring back home field advantage, they should take away fan voting for the starters because you run into a situation where you have like seven Royals making the all-star starters. That so one you're taking year.
0: away the fans impact on the season. Yeah, the fans get an active. The fans should not be picking where Game Seven of the World Series.
2: The fans should not be picking where Game Seven of the World Series is. Absolutely not. No chance, LJ. What no. if we just
0: had the fan a fan vote for where Game Seven of the World Series? Versus? Oh
2: my God! Yeah, we'll just put it at a random neutral stadium. It can be any of the th- the trop would get the most votes for sure.
0: Put it in the Coliseum. You want to know what I
2: want, LJ? And I feel like we have, I don't think I've in my lifetime ever seen it. Give me Sunday night baseball at the Trop.
0: You know, I think you're right. (laughs) How have they avoided that for so long?
2: Like not even, and they've been good. They've won division titles. It's like, nope, just you're never playing on primetime. I have next
0: to no recollection of the Rays being on ESPN.
2: I have no – have they ever played a nationally televised game that's not in the playoffs?
0: Like, respectfully, I say, the last time I can remember watching the Rays on national TV was preseason 2021.
2: Uh, I, I that's don't... the only
0: other time I can think of it other than playoffs. And, and particularly, I mean, ESPN. The last time I've seen them on ESPN and remember it
2: yeah i uh, I'm, I am i I don't know I don't know. all right that'll do it. We'll see you tomorrow. I'm Brandon he's lJ uh team of the oh uh, not team of the week tomorrow. there's no games to talk about more more fun stuff, more trade stuff. Um,
0: trade McGedon starts tomorrow.
2: Trade Mageddon. We're gonna talk about Dan, Dan Vogelback, trade, all that fun stuff. Trade Mageddon starts tomorrow. We'll see you. Follow us Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Bye.
0: See you manana.
1: dinner.
0: If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law known as the PACT Act provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who are exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10,
1: 2022. Visit va.gov p-a-c-t to learn more and file your claims claim.